was fantastic before you leave, kids. We really appreciate that. That was so good. That's a tough act to follow. I can't, I can't top that, but I will try to, uh, try to build on that. We get, uh, there, nope, there we go. Uh, well, good morning. I'm Pastor Mark. It's good to see everybody here just a few days away. Everybody got their shopping done? That's okay. It's okay. Amazon can get it there by tomorrow. Maybe. Well, hopefully. Well, we're talking about uh, a child of promise. And as we go through this December and Christmas and really even into January, we get different aspects of this promise that God has made to us and that we see already fulfilled in the birth of Jesus. That's already happened for us. Uh, We have daily devotions that go along with this series. So if you didn't know about that, let us know. Or maybe if you've fallen by joyful the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Isn't that beautiful? We're pretty kind of famous words, too. We're kind of familiar with that. But have you ever thought about what Mary was actually rejoicing about? Or even, have you ever considered her circumstances at the time? And just asked, how can she rejoice with all of this going on right now? Now, some of you are familiar with Mary's story and background. Some of you, some of you are not. So Mary was from a, a kind of the peasant class. You think about it that way, a uh, a small village in a province far away, uh, uh, not uh, wealthy by by any means. But uh, she's engaged to her beau named Joe, and they are very excited about. The future, right? You know, they have plans about how their life together is going to unfold. And then all of a sudden, literally out of the blue, God comes. He sends an angel, Gabriel, and says, I've got another, got another plan for your life. I need you to do this. You're going to bear a son. His name is going to be Jesus. Now, Joseph is contemplating divorce, which is perfectly understandable, uh, given the circumstances. Uh, thankfully, God uh, sent Gabriel to talk to Joseph, too, and explain to him what, what, what had happened. And honestly, I would, it would have taken an angel for me to, to, to come back around, right? But that's okay. God gives us what we need. And then you can imagine those months uh, leading up to her delivery of uh, the gossip you know was going on. Uh, around the village. Uh, her old you know, classmates from high school, oh, did you hear what happened to Mary? Oh, she's not even married yet. Um, and then uh, this tax, this census that Caesar decreed, right as she is very close uh, to delivering a baby, uh, they have to travel about 80 miles on foot. Now, I, I've taken many uh, road trips with a pregnant woman. It's not easy, right? You, you got to stop every 15 minutes. So you're never going to get there. I'm not making fun. It's just that's the reality, right? And so this is Mary. She's, she's on the road. There's no truck stop at the next exit. She gets to Bethlehem because the census, everybody's coming, big crowds everywhere. All, everybody's coming back to their home. There's no room for them 
in the end. And so, right as she is in labor, they have to find shelter in a barn. Really? She gave birth in a barn. She put her newborn baby in a feeding trough. That's what a manger is. And then, shortly after that, they're on the run for their lives because Herod is trying to kill their baby. Now, look at all of the circumstances that are going on in her life, and you tell me, how could she possibly rejoice? Oh, my soul magnifies. My spirit rejoices. As she's, she's on fire. Her spirit is quickened with this wonderful, wonderful opportunity that God has given to her. You know, her words earlier in the devotions last week in, in uh, Luke chapter 1, when Gabriel gave her the news, and she said, let it, me to, let it be to me according to your word. Let, let it be just as you've spoken it. Apparently, those weren't just empty words. She not only accepted this hard mission, but she accepted it with joy. What a, what a wonderful privilege it is. I get to serve my God. I get to serve even uh, humanity. So, the Magnificat. We see in the following verses her faith. How can she rejoice? Listen to this faith that she shares with each and every one of us this morning. I had a professor back in seminary who used to say, pay attention to the verbs. The theology is in the verbs. So let's look at the next verses of this song and let's just look at the verbs first. Has done has shown, has scattered, has cast down, has exalted. That's been a while for some of you since you were in school, so I'm going to give you a multiple choice question. It's going to be multiple choice. Three options. And remember, when in doubt, choose C. Remember that one on the SAT? All right. Are those verbs, are they in the future tense, the present tense or the past tense? Past tense. You all get A's in grammar. Yes, Mary is speaking about these incredible things that God is promising to do as if they'd already happened. Mary is singing prophetically from God's perspective on this world and our lives and even our circumstances. She is exuding an incredible confidence, a trust, a faith in God that if he said it, it's as good as done. Think about the, the lowly. This is a complete reordering of society. Jesus didn't just come to save an individual, or even individuals. Jesus is the Savior of the whole world. This is the beginning of the great reversal. And even now, in this scene, as, as Mary is singing to her cousin Elizabeth, this child in utero 
is already beginning to fulfill the great promises of God, of the restoration of the whole human race. And how exciting is that? So, what can you do? What can you take home today? What can you, what can you take into your Monday morning? When you look at your circumstances... And you want to magnify the Lord, you want to rejoice in God, your Savior, I'm going to suggest try paying attention to the verbs that you speak. I have been healed. Oh, wait a second, uh, Aaron the allergic shepherd, you're still sneezing. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I prayed for God to heal me, and God promised that he is going to heal me. He's going to restore all things, make all things right again. And he said it. It's as good as done. I have been restored in that broken relationship. My child, my parent, a friend. Oh, wait a second. You haven't talked since last Christmas. I know, but I have been praying for them. I'll tell you this little secret. When you pray for somebody, it's hard to stay mad at them. Hmm? You pray it, praying for someone every day, that'll make it hard to stay mad at them. But even so, I know God's promise that he is going to reconcile the whole world to himself. And all those relationships that are broken are going to be healed. And it's going to be wonderful. It's as good as done. God has forgiven all my sins. Wait a second. I saw somebody honking at somebody when they pulled in the church parking lot this morning. Didn't you say something to somebody when you walked? It is finished. All of our sins have been paid for. And God says they don't count against us. It's like they don't even exist in his eyes. Promises made, promises kept. God has given me eternal life. Wait a second. Don't you think you're going to die? Well, unless Jesus comes back before then. Yes, I do. But I know that because Jesus rose from the dead, the death for me is just a doorway. It's just a portal to that paradise that he is right now preparing for each and every one of us. It's as good as if it's already here. We're already living our eternal life right now. Think about that. It's not going to end. It has already begun, and it's not going to end. When those who, by the Holy Spirit, believe these prophetic past tense verbs... For our world, it, it is already beginning to get reordered. Let me give you an example. So all of a sudden, a new car with a bow on it in your driveway on Christmas morning may seem a little empty and hollow. Instead, coming together again with the voices of the congregation and the angels and singing Gloria and Excelsis on Christmas Eve. Well, it seems way more important. 
or all of those wonderful sales we've enjoyed at Costco and Amazon and all wonderful places these past weeks seem a little less important than the man in Kentucky who is now unemployed because of uh, being a tornado victim and all he really wants for Christmas for his family is food, clothing, and shelter. And we, people who are Christians, who live in Christ's name, are a part of that reordering of society and lifting up the lowly and the hurting and sharing the love of God with them in real tangible ways. And we get to participate in that. This is not about our circumstances. You talk about circumstances. You know this, uh, I, I used to sing this song when I was a little kid in Sunday school. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Somebody sung it. Thank you, Adam. I knew somebody knew that one. Rejoice in the Lord, Paul writes this, always. And as a kid, I thought, whatever, it's a fun song. I clap my hands. As I got older, I look at that and I think, well, Paul, you, you didn't mean always, obviously, right? You mean most of the time, try to rejoice, do your best to rejoice. My soul magnifies the Lord, rejoice in God, my Savior, you know, best I can. So Paul says, well, let me be clear. Again, I say, rejoice. He knew what we were thinking. He said, again, I say, rejoice. No, I mean, rejoice. Now, here's, the, here's the, one of the craziest things. Do you know what Paul's circumstances were when he wrote those words? He was in prison. And I'm not talking about a nice, cushy Maricopa County jail where they live in tent cities and they wear pink underwear, right? I'm talking about a Roman, think about a dungeon. Think about a situation where if you don't have a friend to bring you food, you don't eat. He is sitting in this cell, not knowing if he's going to be executed. And by the way, he's not in jail because of some civil crime. He stole something. He's in jail because he was preaching the gospel. He was telling everybody that Jesus has come, and he is coming again and to make all things right. He's saving the whole world. I didn't want to hear that. So he's in jail, not knowing if he's going to be executed, and he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. See, Mary wasn't rejoicing in her present circumstances. She was rejoicing, again, from looking at the world and sharing that perspective with us of God has said it, it is done. It is as good as already happened in the past tense. It is absolutely going to happen. It, all things are going to be restored. Everybody's going to be healed. Life will last forever. And what begins with this child of promise on Christmas Eve, bringing this joyful promise, is ultimately fulfilled. And we get to read about the end. 
We get to read the end before it even happens. It's in Revelation. And in Revelation 21, God tells us that he will come and dwell with his people. He will be with us always. He's going to be the light for our existence. He's going to be the source of never-ending love and peace and joy that we will experience. It's beyond anything that we can possibly comprehend. And it's already begun. So it's as good as done. God is with us. Rejoice. Again I say, rejoice. <laughs> Amen. All right, let me pray with you. And uh, thank those kids again. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for sharing your good news through the voices of those very cute children. Uh, their funny uh, play, their beautiful music uh, just proclaims the same truth, that you love the whole world, not just each uh, individual, but the whole world. And you sent your son to save the whole world. So not only us, but all of the circumstances that we look around us, Lord, we know that uh, you will cast down the mighty from their thrones because this is your world. This is not Satan's world. God, we thank you. You're not going to hand this world over to fear. You're not going to let this world be handed over to pandemics or even death. But you will restore all things. Ha <laughs> ha, you have restored all things. And we thank you and we rejoice in your name for that. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.